As we've studied the life of Joseph with Scott Pauling, we've learned that this study isn't necessarily about Joseph, but instead about the God who was with Joseph, even in the darkest of circumstances. As you look at your own circumstances through the eyes of faith, do you recognize God's presence? Oh, that we could learn to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph, entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Before we go further in our study in the life of Joseph, I want to back up, if I may, to Genesis chapter number 41 and show you one of the world-changing events that was really a turning point for Joseph, for his family, for the nation of Israel. Uh, it, it really is the hinge that everything else in the book of Genesis swings on. And ironically, it's a dream given to Pharaoh and then the fulfillment of that prophetic dream in the famine that was coming on the land of Egypt. It's interesting, isn't it, that God would use a dream and that God would use a famine, unlikely things and unwanted things, uh, to reveal what it is he wants to accomplish. Let's read just a little bit today in Genesis chapter number 41. Pharaoh has explained his dream to Joseph. And verse number 25, And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. Listen to that phrase, what he is about to do. Verse 28, this is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh, what God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Again, verse 32, and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Listen to this expression. This is what God is about to do. Now, I'm not about to give you some new prophecy today. Rather, I'm going to teach you an established principle, all right? Uh, God was about to do something in Genesis 41. And he was not just about to do something for Egypt or for Israel. This is wonderful. He was about to do something for Joseph. Sometimes I think right now in our world, there's so much talk of nations, we forget God's care of individuals. In the midst of all the mayhem in Egypt, God had his eye on Joseph. In the midst of his, his larger picture and big plan for the nation of Israel, God had his ear open to Joseph's prayer. Ultimately, God was about to do something for his own glory. You see, the story of Joseph is not the story of coincidence. It is the story of providence. I hear people talk about good luck and that kind of thing. Look, friends, I'm not leaning on luck today. I'm leaning on the Lord today. And perhaps now for these 13 years, uh, in the pit and in Potiphar's house and in the prison, Joseph had prayed, oh, God, do something, do something. And now Joseph has the opportunity to do something for himself, and he doesn't do it. Did you notice that? He comes before Pharaoh with an opportunity to make himself something, and he says, it is not in me. God's going to have to tell you what this means. I love this. Instead of Joseph trying to do something, Joseph says, I want to know what God wants to do, and I want to tell you what God wants to do. Faith is not just believing that God will break through. That's not faith. Faith is not acting to fix it on your own. <laughs> faith is not just saying, I believe God will. Faith is you not taking matters into your own hands. It's waiting on God's way and God's time and God to do something. 
And so, what is it God's about to do? Well, first of all, uh, let's talk today about what God did in the famine. They tell me that there are 963 million people in our world right now that are hungry. At last count, that 21 children die every minute from starvation. You know, we're blessed people. We know so little of, of real hunger and famine, and yet famines do come in life. There are physical famines in certain parts of the world. There are spiritual famines and financial famines and family famines. Dry spells. Maybe you're in one of those droughts right now, and you're wondering, where is God in all of this? It's easy to see God in the prosperity, but could God be in the famine? Oh, yes, God was at work in the famine. People say, the devil's in the details. Stop giving the devil credit for everything. Stop giving the devil more credit than he deserves because the Lord is at work even in the famine. Famines come to good people. Read and study your Bible. Abraham had a famine. Isaac had one. Jacob had one. Joseph obviously had one. David had a famine. Elijah had a famine. Elisha had a famine. Those sound like godly people to me. So just because you're in a famine doesn't mean the Lord's forgotten you. In fact, did you know the word famine is used 19 times in the story of Joseph? This is one of the defining moments of his life, this famine, this drought. Because you've got to believe in the famine, God can still feed you. God can take care of you and that God's going to bring you out the other side. Famines come for many reasons. Sometimes they come for judgment. You think about the the prodigal son, uh, the famine that he endured. The Lord uses famines to wake lost people up. Sometimes for wayward people. Uh, Read instead of the book of Jeremiah and the famine that came Uh, to Israel and Judah during that period. But sometimes, frankly, the famine is not a message of judgment. It's a message of mercy because it's in the famine that people really learn to depend upon God. And it's in the famine that God's servants have unprecedented opportunity. Charles Spurgeon said that great men are made through great trouble. Maybe you're in great trouble right now, or maybe our great God's trying to do some great thing in your life through that. Abigail Adams wrote that great crises bring forth great leaders. Oh, there's, there's such truth in that. Do you know what the great famine is in our world today? Amos 8 verse 11. Not a famine of bread or thirst for water. It's of hearing the word of the Lord. The great famine in our world right now is there is a dearth of truth, of Bible knowledge and spiritual understanding and scriptural context in people's thinking But I want to say to you, that's an opportunity. Instead of fussing about the famine, let's believe that this is our moment and this is the moment where God can show himself strong and mighty among his people. In the famine, carnal men come to the end of themselves. Uh, People who think they have all the answers and all the resources they need finally come to the end of themselves and have to run to the Lord. That's exactly what happened in Genesis chapter number 42 when Jacob the schemer finally came to the end of himself and send his brothers down to Egypt to, to find some food. What is, what is God doing here? God is bringing Jacob, and God is bringing those brothers. God's bringing these fleshly people to the end of themselves. God is strengthening all of us in the midst of the famine. See, all of your schemes die in the famine. When the famine comes, your ideas, your agendas, all of that, it goes away. In the famine, we're reminded that God never lets his children go hungry. Aren't you glad for that? He never lets his children go hungry. In the famine, God is working to bring all people to himself. 
When you get to the end of Joseph's story, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but in Genesis chapter 50, verse number 20, Joseph testifies, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Friend, God is at work in our generation to get the gospel to all nations in the midst of the famine. Aren't you glad we know the bread of life? And so today, rejoice in this. God is up to something. And rest in this. God has shown us in his word what he is about to do. Live by faith. Be faithful to God and point others to him. The Lord is with you even in the midst of the famine. As believers, we long for the day that we see the Lord and forever will be in his presence in heaven. But friend, you and I do not have to wait until then to live in the presence of God. In Joseph's life, we are reminded that the Lord desires that we stay in his presence throughout each day and in every circumstance. This was the open secret of Joseph's life. Scott has a tremendous resource that will equip you to live in God's presence. His book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph to download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. Our prayer is that this will inspire your daily walk with the Lord.